Hey guys, this is Anoop. I'm sure you've heard. I have a startup called Renta. You can visit me at renta.com, R-E-N-T-A-H.com. The idea is you could rent any type of good service or space. So you could rent uh, Arturo to teach you Brazilian jiu-jitsu, or you could rent uh, my friend Andy to uh, set up your podcasting equipment for your next gig, or you could rent uh, the Philosophy of Fighting podcast to uh, promote a commercial on our podcast or some gear, right? Like our friend Michael Shear did, if you want some Wu-Tang apparel. So uh, check out Renta, it would mean a lot to me. Cheers. Welcome to the Philosophy of Fighting podcast with your hosts, Arturo and Anu. All right. It's been a little bit since we've done an episode. We've been off, I think, two weeks, huh? Yeah, I was, I was too busy training and getting jacked. <laughs> <laughs> but no, now we're here. It's good. I think, I think a lot has happened in the fight world the last few weeks and good things to talk about. Yeah, there really has. There's been UFC, there's been 1FC, there's been a, a bunch of cool stuff. But I think... I wanted to start this way. I had mentioned to you, I, I don't know. I went down like this long rabbit hole. I remember a long time ago in the Khabib versus Conor McGregor match that like Conor McGregor at the press conference said something about Magomedov to Khabib, something like, oh, it's not like, I think Khabib said something long like, oh, it's not about the money for me. And Conor's like, it's not about the money for you. Then what about Magomedov? Oh, you're a little quiet on that now. And then Khabib was like, oh, I don't understand you. And he's like, oh, now you don't understand my English, huh? Like Conor like really like got a rise out of him. And I was like, oh, that, there's an interesting story there that I don't really know of. And so when I went to go Google it, I saw that Magomedov has quite a bit of a rap sheet accused of embezzling tens of millions of dollars. And he pretty much helped supported Khabib. And then I dug a little further and found that there's like, I don't know, like Khabib has vouched for him a lot of the way. And there's also some other interesting things. I don't know. Khabib maybe wrapped up in more bad things than maybe we thought. I don't know. Do you have any opinions on this? Well, yeah. First, that part of the world where Khabib is from is the Caucasus Mountains. So it's where Russia goes further south, almost towards the Middle East. And the Caucasus Mountains are basically the bridge between Iran, the Middle East, and Russia. Mm. And you have like the Caspian Sea on one side and then like the Black Sea on the other and then just mountainous. It's so it's like, you know, when they teach you about the Greeks, like it's just mountainous and you just have different groups that are fucking tough, like the Spartans and like the Macedonians because mountains just separate cultures a little bit and make mm. you like monsters. So like, this is an area that was just war-torn that's ruled by warlords. And Putin, when he came in power, kind of just took over. And so he used to go to war with some of these types of people, but then eventually people have to unite instead of fighting, and they became just like rich billionaire oligarchs. Mm. And so Khabib is from this region. And I think Khabib and his father, when you gain any type of notoriety, these people are going to reach out to you. Yeah, it's very interesting because I have some quotes of Khabib where it's like, all right, Magomedov spent his millions in supporting Khabib, like fight camps, paid for a back surgery of his, like 
really didn't let him worry about money at all, which is kind of surprising to think about it like that from like such a area that's not like wealthy. So, but this guy's a billionaire. Okay, this guy is, but I'm saying yes. the area in general where Khabib is from, it's interesting to see an athlete on the come up, but didn't really have to worry about money. I don't know, maybe, maybe he did at some point, but it's an interesting take because he said that he never knew how much he make, that Ali like handled all of it, his manager handled all of it. So he's like, I never, I never knew how much I was making per fight. And I guess he never had to because all of his expenses were paid for. So, and I think things are simple for Khabib. Like, I don't think he does care that much about it, but yeah, yeah, it it is, it is weird. I think he used to not care much about it, but I also think that's like playing dumb. Mm. And I, I think there's a lot of these like people that are very wealthy. They're like, oh yeah, I don't think about money. Well, there's a reason you don't think about money. It's because you have a shit ton of it. And I think once they started doing like these Abu Dhabi events and, the Abu Dhabi people bought a big chunk of the UFC and Ali is obvious. Ali is the manager of Khabib is Muslim and also favored by the UFC and manages so many fighters. Mm-hmm. I think there's just a little bit of like an incestuous network where they all just give each other money. Right. I think like it's a, uh, you see this in Colombia and Mexico, like drug cartels, they have billions of dollars and what do they spend it on? Sometimes they like Pablo Escobar threw a soccer match on his compound mm-hmm. where he flew in all the world's greatest soccer players and they just started playing. Mm. Like he had that type of money to do that. And at the same time you build friendship and at the same time you're showing the world you have mad power and people start looking up to you. Right. And I think that's why these people do this, especially in Dagestan and and chechnya because what else are they going to spend money on like what's the most important thing there it's fucking fighting right here would be football i could get eli manning to come to my party right. like, where right. i get beyonce to sing at my song like a sing at my kid's birthday party like there they get fighters to come and hang out and mm-hmm. it gives them more power in their own area look at every politician here in america they want celebrities to come right yeah so these billionaires like Magomedov and Kadriov from Chechnya. Yeah. They're billionaires that understand the influence of these fighters. So, all right, maybe for the listeners that don't know, maybe I should preface this a little bit more. Magomedov was arrested in April, 2018 on charges of embezzlement. And he still hasn't been sentenced, but he's been in jail since, but he does face a potential 20 year prison sentence. In 2018, Khabib used one of his post-fight speeches to appeal to Vladimir Putin to try to release him. So the dirt on Magomedov is like pretty deep, but Khabib is still supporting him though. So I, I don't know. It, it's already not a good look. All right. And then I'm sorry, what's Chechnya's? Uh, Kadriov. Kadriov. Yeah. So the ties there are pretty crazy too, especially, especially looking at it from like a Western point of view where like gay rights and stuff, they're Khabib too is actually a kind of outspoken against it. You know this? Yeah, Khabib. As much as I love Khabib, we shouldn't expect like social norms yeah, in the West in Khabib's. Yeah, it, it it is. It is also weird to use your platform to do those things. Yeah, I don't know, man. It, it it's a weird thing. Still, I think. But Khabib doesn't make his money from America anymore. He gets his money from the Middle East. 
And yeah. that's what he is. He's Middle Eastern. Nobody's ever even seen his wife. Like he he's devout, like, you know, yeah. hidden and yeah, devout. So in 2018, Khabib also suggested closing all nightclubs in the Republic. <laughs> yeah. And, like, he, and, he, and he had like this public criticism of a rap concert that took place in Pakistan. And uh, he, he wanted to just like, no, 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 there should be no rap here. I'm like, like, I think that's so funny. Like, he's so conservative. I'm like, yeah, close all nightclubs, no rap here. Yeah, no, Khabib. And as as much as they hate like gay people, whatever, like, fine, have your beliefs. But then it's also like Kadriov, he, I don't want to say he's a war criminal, but he helps Putin fight this war in Ukraine, mm-hmm. even though. His own country, like not country, but his region, Dagestan, was in a civil war with Russia. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like at one point they were his enemy. And now, you know, Putin is giving him a shit ton of money and extra benefits. And he's like, whatever, I'll also send my troops to fight this war that has no value. And this war, there's a lot of videos and reports and firsthand accounts of a shit ton of rapes. And like violence, and like not like war fighting, but just yeah. like just so, civil so, bullshit. So tell me, like, did, do you know anything about like the history of Chechnya and Dagestan? Because I know they like fight over a border. Like there's been border disputes there. Like I was saying, just oh, there you go. Oh, there you go. It's just super mountainous, and it's just like this tight corridor between the Middle East and Russia, mm-hmm. and you you just have like these and it's poor and you just have these deeply rooted communities where people are even just like a hundred or 200 miles apart, but it's a different, but even though they're all Muslim mm-hmm. and they're all pretty much from the same region, they'll still have internal beefs, mm. but like everybody else, they also want to be ruled by themselves and they don't like other people like the Russians and Russia has always maintained their power through divide and conquer. So they don't want like Chechnya and Dagestan and Georgia and like all of them to unite. Like their whole thing is if we keep them fighting each other, they'll never be able to unite where it'll be harder for us to fight them. Mm. And so this guy Magomedov that you say, like he probably did something that pissed Putin off. And then now somebody else is the warlord, Mm. you know, like in that area. But yeah, some people look at Kadriov as like a scumbag where he's like, you're also sending troops to Ukraine, like your help. And, and maybe he has to help Putin. Otherwise, Putin's going to get rid of him and he'll right. be in jail. Right. right. So like right. So Kadriov are... has like some big ties to Khabib and his dad also. Like apparently he's gifted them like a bunch of luxury cars. Yep. He made Khabib an honorary citizen of Chechnya, which I find yep. very interesting, too, because, again, they're kind of conflicting it doesn't matter people are hypocrites you know like trump talks shit about saudi arabia america talks shit about saudi arabia but trump bush obama they all bow down to the sultan of saudi arabia you know when they go there i I mean it could also be like kadriov like doing that like to show that he's like sports loving leader and just distract from his like human rights abuses exactly yeah it it could just be like innocent for Khabib but it's also like no. it's something yeah but it do you hold someone say liable for accepting gifts from someone bad yes do you do you have to like I think that's I guess the bigger question of things I, I think so and I think that's what leads our world into further shit because it's like well it's just me like Beyonce got paid by like African warlords like a million dollars to play a concert and then you're gonna tell me 
Black Lives Matter, you know, like mm. it's phony. Like that's why people shit on LeBron because he's talking about Black Lives Matter here, but he doesn't care about the Chinese concentration camps. Like, and fine, there's levels to it. Like, I may not like Michael Bloomberg, but I would work for a Bloomberg company. So yeah, I'm participating in it, but whatever. But if I started working with El Chapo, you know, and I know he's human trafficking people and causing like civil war in Mexico, I'm part of that if I'm getting paid by it. You know, like you can't say you're not like mm -hmm. we are all part of a system and you should recognize your role in the system. And so Kadriov just recently, Henry Cejudo went to visit Kadriov, Usman went to visit Kadriov, Justin Gagey went to visit Kadriov and hey. Kamzat went to visit Kadriov. Kamzat is from Chechnya, but I yeah. think all of them are uh, managed by Ali. So yes. I have I have no doubt that Kadriov pays Ali and the UFC a shit ton of money low key like tens of millions of dollars there's two types of power in international relations hard power which is military and maybe economic sanctions stuff that could kill you okay and then soft power is like food and culture like things that make you go oh i like that place like tourism mm -hmm. and there's what's the soft power in chechnya and dagestan it's these fighters mm -hmm. and that's all they love and so it's worth it to them because then they just become popular. People like bread and circuses, like the Romans say, you know? So I don't, I, Cejudo, Usman, Gagey, fine. You could take money from these people, but don't ever tell me anything about how to make society better. Cause I think you're a hypocrite. Fair. You know? Yeah. So, you know, there's also some conspiracies on Ali also, right? Like what? What kind of conspiracies? So there are reports that Ali works as a government counterterrorism informant. Oh, his, yeah. You're... His name appears in a book titled Enemies Within Inside the NYPD's Secret Spying Unit and Bin Laden's Final Plot Against America. And the claim is that Ali was recruited by the NYPD to work as a mole within a Virginia-based arm of a group called Muslims of America. And... um that the NYPD shared Ali with the FBI, but the federal agency actually began to suspect he was operating as a double agent, which is where everything goes to shit. And then particularly after he was reported administering a polygraphed exam, so the FBI severed its relationship with Ali and the government tried to unsuccessfully deport him. Interesting. Um, yeah, I mean... So it's like he's got some history too. And then like when you tie that in with all of it, you're like, oh man, I don't know. I don't know if anyone's hands are clean. No, they're not. And that's the justification that people have when which why they do things. Because they'll mm. be like, why should my hands be clean? Nobody else's hands are clean. And I guarantee Cejudo and Usman and Gagey each got like 100K or something like that. And they're like, whatever, this is to feed my family. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, they're supporting a dude that's killing other families in Europe right now. And yeah. I get it. If he doesn't do it, maybe Putin sends an army there. But it's also like, dude, your dad and other people fought Putin, you know? <laughs> like, so like, you're also like, at some point, if you're supporting fighters, you have to have the courage to fight too. So the excuse of like, you're gonna die only goes so far when you're killing other people and you consider yourself a fucking warrior. Yeah, it is weird. Like, it's one thing to accept money from your own country and president, I suppose. But when you have, like, 
dictators or especially leaders from other countries supporting you that are known for doing stuff that it is that is a very weird one especially these american fighters going over there that is very weird maybe ali's got such a good grasp on them though i think it's just also money like you give somebody people just selling out yeah just 200 grand like 300 who, who yeah. knows how much money they're giving them yeah an influence and then it's like oh I you guess know, you, you justified. I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm just going over there and giving a seminar or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. They're, they're, and they're shooting guns and like they're having like a bro time. Like yeah. it's not like, a, like they're like, whatever, this is fun. But it's like, and who knows? They might get other Middle Eastern money and Middle Eastern money like is from oil and is tainted like with other ways. Like they're trying to hide it. Like, you know, it's just, I don't know. We live in it sometimes. We shouldn't be hero worshiping a lot of these people. Mm hmm. And it doesn't mean I won't watch a Henry Cejudo fight or Justin Gagey fight or watch LeBron James play, but it's also like, dude, you're all kind of hypocrites. And when you have enough money, I kind of shit on you. I get if you have no money (laughs) and you're like, all right, now my dad can retire and like, you know, like I could feed my family. But it's like, if if you're making enough where you can have a middle-class life and you're like, no, no, but I need that extra 400k. If I, then you're starting to sell your soul, and you're I mean, open. I don't to, know about that. No, maybe. I, think, I mean, I, I think, think there are a lot of people that do fit that bill. I think you're open. There, I'm not saying like they're bad people by part partly selling their soul, but I am saying they're open to criticism. And oh, okay, okay. They have to. They have to deal with the ramifications. They can't be like, "I'm clean." It's like, dude, you're not totally clean, bro. Like, you oh, know, okay, like, okay, that's fair. So. And so that's all I mean. I'm not saying their soul is 100% tainted, but yeah. you're compromising yourself. Yeah. You have to be aware of that. You didn't need it. You chose it. Mm-hmm. And so be aware of that. Don't You can't get the best of both worlds, that you were pure and you did everything. Like, no. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's the thing Like I don't want to see from these athletes. And hopefully regular people also just stop the hero worship of everybody. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. It's too much. Like it's so annoying. Like I think you make these people like heroes and then they also go crazy thinking they're heroes, like Kanye. Yeah. Well, I mean, in that same instance then, how do you look at Khabib now that it's been, you know, a couple of years? Like, do you look at him as the greatest lightweight? Do you look at him as pure? Like, what's your opinion of Khabib, I guess? I never looked at it as as pure because I always agreed with Connor and some of these other people when they were like Khabib has stuff, beliefs that we don't love in the West. I remember he like let a couple people's dogs out where he was staying with them, like when he was training at AKA because he was scared of dogs. Like, I love dogs. I'm like, you're an idiot. It's like me <laughs> doing something like disrespectful in your home if I went to fucking Dagestan. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I do love Khabib in the sense of like he listened to his father. He trained so hard. He's so yeah. disciplined. Like he has such a belief system. Like all those things are amazing about Khabib. Mm-hmm. but he's not necessarily pure like and like he's not like fucking okay so maybe a perfect human in his in your scale of greatness how would you rank him as just a fighter oh as a fighter i think khabib's stock has gone down a little bit not because of any of the stuff we talked about right right as a fighter i'm just saying yeah but because his championship reign was only three fights yes and what you got to think is one of the shortest, one of the shortest, as well as his, a lot of his early fights were against 
really subpar competition compared to people like Oliveira and fucking sure yeah other fighters in the UFC. Mm-hmm. It's on a slight uptick now that Islam is so good. Yeah. Now you're like, yo, these Islam wins would also probably be Khabib. And so it's like kind of like reflected in that. Some of these Islam wins would be Khabib wins. So I feel like it's reflected in that. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, he's still That's great, fair. but he's not GOAT. Okay. So what do you, what do you rank him on a scale for role model? I don't know who's a ten. I need to know the ranges. Oh, that's that's a great that's a great question. I guess we should start there. Roll, gosh, different guys for different things. I guess it'd be like it'd be like the Jesuses and the Buddhas, right? Like yeah, I, I suppose yeah, that's the ten. Yeah, but but still, Buddha left his family to go find enlightenment. So some people be like, "You're an asshole." Okay, how about this? I'll, I'll even play a funner <laughs> game then. How about this? I'll give you a choice between two people. You tell me who's the better role model. Okay. Okay, we'll go Khabib or LeBron James. Ooh. This is tough for me too. I think as an American, you gotta. I, they might be tired, right? Okay, so th- that that's what I'm getting at. Actually, is like I think it's 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 close because LeBron has the China thing, and Khabib Khabib that's has the war criminal thing, and so those are their bad things. At their sports, they dominated. Yes, and even like I, their their. They're fervent for the game. Like they are so committed to being and also being good. Like, again, no controversies for LeBron ever. Dude, if I was like LeBron, the fact that he's married to like his high school sweetheart or something, I'm saying like great role model. I would have dated everybody in the world. Like the (laughs) richest, most powerful guy. I would have been like, I'm the king of the world. Like, I would, I would have gone insane. Um, but so did Khabib, but Khabib grew up in that environment where I feel like LeBron's temptation, he had to deal with a lot more temptation and handled Agreed. it. Yes. But Khabib I think... is surrounded by people that don't have those temptations where LeBron is. Yes. So that I give LeBron the edge there, me personally. But the one edge I also give on Khabib is I believe Khabib made his team better than LeBron makes his team better because LeBron, oh, that's a good needed, point. LeBron needed super teams and Le GM, like, you know, like he was the GM and he was the coach where Khabib was like, I'm going to listen to my father. And also now everybody listens to him and they are taking over the sport. That's a great so, argument. Yeah. So it's like, fuck, they're so tied. Like, also, if you think of the lasting impact, like he's literally carrying on the legacy of his father, which will have an impact over another generation, likely. We're like, I don't know if LeBron's going to be doing something like that. I think LeBron's going to own a basketball team. And so he'll be the second black owner after. Michael Jordan. So I think okay. it's kind of, it, that's a big deal for sure. I think Tom Brady's going to own a football team. And so I think, I think the Mannings are going to own a football team. Mm-hmm. And so basically to be a player that could then own a team is like a handful of people ever. Like, you know, to transcend yeah. the sport that much to get drafted, to make that much money, be that amazing where then the sport goes, no, we want you to be a forever part of the sport. Mm-hmm. And could be, will also be a forever. I'm just saying th- it's so close. I guess as an American, I would pick LeBron because like, if it's a role model, I have to tell my hypothetical kid about. I feel like they would relate more to LeBron and all those temptations that they had to struggle with. Okay. All right. But so I have I, another one then. I have another one. If I grew one up then. in the Middle East, it would be Khabib, I think. Fair. I, I, I see that. Just to go on this wagon, Khabib or Michael Jordan? Because Michael Jordan's baggage is a little worse. But his greatness was also better too. So I'm interested to see how you pull that against Khabib. 
Definitely Khabib. I think Michael Jordan okay. said Jordan was like an asshole and like a scumbag and crazy gambler. He never necessarily wanted to like give back charitably, you know, and his community could have used it. And I feel like. Okay, but he definitely changed the game of basketball, had a forever did. impact. And some would argue, if not Tom Brady, is the greatest competitor to ever live. Yeah, but role model wise, that's what I'm saying. That's a big I'm deal for a role model. I know, I agree, but I just, for me, in that sense, like, I don't know, Jordan seemed like a scumbag. There's a lot of, <laughs> there's like a lot of fun internet YouTube videos of like people being like, yo, I met Michael Jordan and he's an asshole. Like, you know, and these are like mm -hmm. black rappers that like loved the Jordan, like <laughs> looked up to him and they're like, fuck, I didn't want to meet him. Like, they're like, yo, don't meet your heroes. Like, <laughs> where I feel like if anybody went to AKA and like, they were wrestling and Khabib saw something, they'd be like, yo, fix that. Like Khabib would help them. Okay. Uh, that, I, that's I, fair. I, I like that I, argument. I respect that about Khabib. I, I, I think you're changing my mind. Okay. Yeah. All right, um, last, last one then. Okay. Well, just as we mentioned them, Tom Brady versus Khabib. <sighs> yeah, that's close. How how important is family for role models? I see, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, but I but okay, him. so here's my argument for Tom Brady. He went yeah, from pretty much nothing to everything. Do you know what I mean? Like one of the last picks in the draft, wasn't expected to do anything. Only even got a start because Drew Bledsoe got hurt. And like the climb was like like super confident in himself. And the climb up was just like epic. We're like, no, I don't Tom, think you've ever seen that with another athlete. Tom Brady's the GOAT. And I love the meme where it's like Tom Brady's Instagram and it goes like football and family and then it just changes to football. Like yeah. he's, so <laughs> he's so dedicated to football. Like he's like, oh yeah, I have the hottest, richest wife in the world and I want to just play football. But the he's reason, the athlete version of Belichick. Honestly, maybe they're both similar because part of the reason I was I was like declining a little bit on Brady is like Brady like goes to bed at eight p.m. Like he doesn't eat tomatoes. Like, like he sleeps in probably like a cryogenic chamber. Like, <laughs> I don't know if I'd want my kid to be like so disciplined, but I guess Khabib's just as disciplined, right? Like training three times yeah. a day, like fighting. So, because sure. I'd want Tom Brady's to way more fired up about it, which can kind of be energetic and that, that. That transfers to other people too, where Khabib is more just like, I do my job. Yeah. I, I think I think I'd go with Brady for what you said that Ooh, okay. he was the sixth the sixth yeah. round pick. All right. If, that's he, what if I... he wasn't the sixth round pick, like Khabib was born into royalty, like having a father that was like fucking mm -hmm. already a martial arts legend and like so respected. And and there weren't many other opportunities for Khabib. So it kind of felt he was destined like it was perfect. Like he was born on that highway mm -hmm. where you're right. Like Brady, people didn't like his physical abilities. Like they thought he might've been an asshole. He went to the sixth round. Like, yeah, there was Belichick no sign tough. he would be good. Yeah. And yeah, I think he'll, I think he'll own a team and whatever. Khabib hangs out with warlords. So what if Brady fucking tries to get himself off of teams onto other teams? Like, you know, like whatever mm. he's winning championships. He, he wants to elevate everybody around him. Football yeah, is continually taking sport. pay cuts to make the teams work yes. and stuff too. So like, Good point. yeah, he's definitely the guy. Like he's better than LeBron in that instance.
Yeah. And I was only joking so much about the family thing because I think he's probably a great dad. And of course, I mean, you've seen that interview where he cries when they're like, when they ask him, like, who his hero is, like the kid. Yeah. And he, and he starts crying. He's like, my dad, you know, like, it's very Aww. endearing. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. I, I'll go with Brady. Okay. I, I, I think Brady, I love that he loves, you know what? If Khabib fought like till he lost, I might say Khabib. I, I respect the mm. fact that Brady just keeps fucking playing. Like he's like, I don't yep. want to go out on top. I just don't want to go out. Like yep. I'm still good enough. Like I'm going <laughs> to keep grinding. That, that, there's some, that, that's why I think people loved Oliveira. Like despite that he mm. lost some fights. Cause it's like, dude, you only fought hard people forever and you never quit. Like that's Such so respectable. Yep. Yeah, there's yep. more honor in that. I don't think like even like the greatest generals of the past, sometimes they'd lose a battle, you know, like it wasn't just about preserving some legacy because they wanted to keep fighting to improve the legacy. Yes. Yeah, I'm with you. You're right. You sold me on Brady. All right, right on. <laughs> but the yeah, the, the fact that they're at that level, Khabib's at that level is respectable. But yeah, I just wish they didn't do like that warlord stuff. Like you got money, like you should have some... Plus, you're like a badass fighter. Like, I get you're nervous because, all right, Cejudo and Gagey and Usaman doing that stuff. You don't need to do that. You don't have family in that area. You don't know anybody in that area. Like, who gives a fuck? Like, Khabib, Kamzat. Yes. There is the chance that, like, if you go, I don't like you, they'll be like, well, I'll just make life harder on people that you kind of know. Yep. And those people would do that. And so, like, I understand, like, yeah, you got to kiss the ring sometimes. Mm-hmm. But fucking Cejudo, like, no, eventually you're just doing shit for money and you wouldn't like it if people did it to your people. Yeah, 100% agree. So, yeah, but and it, it gives me a little bit of respect for Connor for his like troll game and seeing that and highlighting yeah. it and like bringing it out. Like, yeah, good on Connor to yeah, get a little I, victory. I, I didn't realize it at the time of, it was just one of those things where I'm like, oh, let, let me find out about the situation. I don't remember him saying this, but yeah, I just didn't pay no mind to it. Yeah. Yeah. The world is, I think we're going to see less of this a little bit in the future because you can't feign ignorance anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, like we, we know too much. And so I just saw in China, they built like these, you know, the tents they have for the world cup. Mm-hmm. They built like a hundred thousand of those for COVID people. Oh wow! Oh yeah, they're just throwing people in there, and it's like that's fucking insane. And then the people of China, because there's two hundred million more educated people in China this year than there were like twenty years ago. Oh wow! And so a bunch of and all of China was watching the World Cup, and then they started watching the World Cup, and they're like, "Yo, everybody's hanging out without masks and." They're not welding their apartment door shut. China literally is welding apartment buildings shut. And then one apartment building got set on fire or had a fire and the people died. So that's why people are protesting in China when they never protest. And so it's like, yeah, LeBron, do you want to like really, I, I get the NBA itself can't be like, hey, we can't shit on China because we make half our money from China. But why go above and beyond and be like, oh yeah, I'm going to go there. And I'm going to like, so I don't know. Like part of me thinks like, no, mm. you should take some stand. Like, you know, like you don't got to suck them off. If it's business, just keep your mouth shut and be like, all right, I have no opinion. Mm. Like say that, have like the, have the strength to at least just be like, well, maybe the money no is in having opinion. Even you know more I mean? money is in having opinion. Yeah. He's still going to get, I mean, 
He's making 40 million, 50 million. I get it. He wants to be an owner and you want to be an owner. So you could be like a black owner. That's like changing the dynamics and demographics of all ownership and the legacy of the sport. Mm-hmm. But then does it really matter if you're black or white or Chinese, if you're still a fucking rich scumbag? Like right now, the reason they don't like the white owners is because they're saying they're rich scumbags. But Joseph Tsai, he's like a Chinese billionaire owner of the Nets. He's a scumbag that supports the Chinese like concentration camps, you know, like, so who gives a bit like shit about color if all you guys care about is green anyway? Mm. Like you're all corny for money. So you're not doing good as being a black owner if you're also getting that money in the same way everybody else got their money. Right. Sure. Sure. Then it's just pride. So I don't know. I just feel like I wish more people were willing to be like, I don't I, fuck you. No. Yeah. Right. Yeah, just like, that's, that's, that, that's fair. All right. We're running out of time here. We would like to thank one of our sponsors, Protect Your Neck MMA. It's like the Wu-Tang song. They have a lot of great rash guards and shorts, make great gifts. If you go to our Instagram page, philosophy underscore fighting, you'll find the link to Protect Your Neck MMA, and you'll get a 15% discount on any of the goods that they sell. Tell Michael Shear, the owner, that you know us. Great people. These are created by jujitsu guys for jujitsu guys or any combat sport and fans of 90s hip hop. All right. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Philosophy of Fighting podcast. If you have any questions, suggestions, or if you would like to fight us, send us a DM on Instagram at philosophy underscore fighting.